0: Thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network free and available where you find folks get your podcast. Yeah, so um, MSU had a basketball game. Okay. yep. Yep, we're going to talk about that. And also, we're going to get to your takes, predictions, and whatnot in the second segment. And then, hey, okay, it's not all basketball. We do have some football news as Michigan State may have found their quarterback for the 2023 recruiting cycle. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan fans, thank you so much for joining uh, this episode of the Locked On Spartans Podcast, your team every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network. I know this probably can't be too fun for you, but maybe this is a cathartic listen for you Michigan State basketball fans, because yes, our Spartans took a 70 to 62 home loss right on the chin against the Wisconsin Badgers. Yeah, boy. Uh, things ain't looking too hot for the boys in green and white, but uh, guess what? Yeah, we're, we're going to get to it in a hot second here. But first, just have to politely ask you if you could find it in the kindness of your heart to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're ever so inclined, please reach out at LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com for any questions, concerns, comments, rants, uh, wh- whatever you got to get off your mind. Locked on Spartans at gmail.com is the place to find us. So, let's get into talking about this game, and we're actually going to talk about something even just that goes beyond the game, which I, I think has been clear now, but this was the definitive nail in the coffin that, hey, wasn't that fun. that, that, that What a blast. What a blast we had, huh? And I, you know, I'm not talking about the, the season, you know, as a whole. like Yeah, there's still... Fun games to be had. We got some good competition coming up. You know, hey, Illinois game should be fun. The Purdue game should be fun. We got the uh, Big Ten tournament, NCAA tournament. Like, there's still a lot to look forward to in this Big Ten season, this NCAA season. But for the most part, this was fun. Uh, Living the lie, living the mirage that this team can win a Big Ten title. Um we can finally have a more open conversation and a more honest conversation about, yeah, this team kind of got lucky to start Big Ten play with their Mickey Mouse Clubhouse schedule to start conference play. You play Minnesota twice. You play Nebraska. You play Northwestern twice. You play Penn State at home. Oh my, that is a very favorable start to your conference schedule, and that is how Michigan State jumped up to an early lead, and had us thinking, oh, snap, oh, wow, hey, these boys might be able to win a conference championship. Now, that was more so because of this schedule it was easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy, and, well, when you start to get into the meat of the schedule, okay, we're starting to figure out that, now that this team is who everyone thought they were to start the season, a team that was rated just outside the top 25, A team that was going to be on the 5-seed line, maybe the 6-seed line for the NCAA Tournament. Because, fact of the matter is, this team is way too up and down and unreliable in many facets of the game to, well, carry the load for an entire Big Ten season, especially as you get into the meat of your schedule. Yeah, so let's actually talk about the game. Uh, Wisconsin seventy, Michigan State sixty-two, and yay! well, lo, lo and behold, it ended up Tyler Wall does have an impact on this game. Now, was his uh, his stat line anything crazy? No, not really. I mean, eleven points, five rebounds. Uh, Michigan State as a whole, you know, okay, they did okay in the rebounding game. They got the Badgers by one. Great, awesome, and Michigan State was really having an issue. Uh, you know, falling behind on the shots attempted. Stat line for every game. Both teams shot 53 times tonight. Uh, But let's get back to the Tyler Wall problem. Like I said, his his stat line wasn't anything that you're going to write home about. But it's how Michigan State had to change the way they played defense. And this was a minor concern in yesterday's podcast when we previewed this game. It's that, listen, last game when Michigan State goes to Madison. They are able to throw the kitchen sink at Johnny Davis. They could throw Hogart at him, they could throw Christie at him, they could throw Brown at him, Malik Hall at him. However, Tyler Wall enters this game, and okay, well, Malik Hall's gonna be on him, Gabe Brown's gonna be on him. Now, how on earth are you gonna defend Johnny Davis? Well, it ends up the answer uh, is that you're not gonna defend him, but we're gonna break this down a little more analytically, and it's kind of an easy <laughs> equation to see if you watch the game. So that their answer for guarding Johnny Davis was to throw Max Christie on him for the entirety of the game. You have Max Christie, who is, yeah, one of your best players on the team. He wins Big Ten Freshman of the Week seemingly every week. He's also one of your offensive juggernauts. But instead of using Max Christie's offense, you said, hey, you know what else you're really good at? You're good at defense. Go guard their best player for the entire game. And just go ahead and sit in the corner when we're on offense. Uh, Max Christie, non-factor on offense, did not attempt a single three-pointer. Just three from the field, eight points. But again, I don't really necessarily think that that's a Max Christie problem. His effort was to go out and try to limit what Johnny Davis does. Okay, that didn't work. That did not work. Johnny Davis is a very good player. He outplayed Max Christie, which hey you know what some tough shots were made but johnny davis at the end got to his spots no he didn't light it up from three-point land he just simply got to where he wanted to go at will and made eight of his 11 field goals on the game also going seven of eight from the free throw line as well for a smooth 25 points hey hindsight's 2020 are we gonna monday morning quarterback that game yeah we actually are because that's what we do on podcasts um Didn't seem to matter that Max Christie, no matter how good of defense you played on Johnny Davis, was going to matter because it it seemed that, well, Johnny Davis was going to get his 25 one way or another tonight. It's a shame that you just lit up Max Christie's legs on the defensive end when you really could have used him on the offensive end. I I don't necessarily know who else was going to be scoring in these lineups. Hey, listen, hey, Marcus Bingham, great job, uh, 15 points today. Okay, still was only able to play 20 minutes. Awesome. As far as the other starters, Gabe Brown, 7 points. Uh, Joey Hauser, 8 points. Tyson Walker, which we're going to have to get to him later, uh, just 1 point. Okay. Max Christie has to be there for offense. We don't have the liberty of just lighting up his legs to play thirty what 33 minutes of defense the entire game. He's got to be an offensive focal point. Mix something up. Throw Hogard on Johnny Davis. Throw just someone else on Johnny Davis that's not Max Christie because when you take Max Christie's offense away from your game plan, yeah, you're left with hoping that Gabe Brown's going to do it for you. Okay. Hey, he has that offense in him, but he didn't have it tonight. And also, and this is what I've just been harping on the last few weeks, is that Gabe Brown doesn't drive or anything like that. He doesn't get to the free throw line. He had two free throws tonight. woo great. Yeah, Awesome. Um, We're going to need to see him on the charity stripe a little more, but not only are we in February this season, but we're also in year four of his career. It's very clear that that's just not his game. Tyson Walker, can't count on him for any offense. Joey Hauser, we all know the roller coaster what that's been this season. And uh, once again, rough game for him on offense. I know he's been playing a little better as of late, but still. Not a reliable player on offense. Malik Hall, 12 points. He was fine off the bench. Maybe he should start. Maybe he's the guy that you finally start. And I know I talked about it last week that, no, it's fine. Energy off the bench is a okay. MSU isn't getting into holes early in the game. I like him coming off the bench. Okay, after this recent skid, might be time to tinker some things. So, yeah, it's been a really, really uh, tough stretch here for your boys. And uh, just an odd, odd, odd game plan here. Just lighting up Max Chrissy, saying, you know what? We know you did really good on offense last game against Wisconsin. We're not going to use any of it. And But is it all on that? No, of course not. It would be really nice if we had a point guard that had some semblance of consistency out here, but we don't. And we'll get to that more because, hey, I asked you beautiful people for your takes, predictions, what have you. And we're going to get to a lot of those in the second segment because, yeah, a lot of a lot of you guys had some great uh, reactions to that tweet. But first, I just have to talk to you fine people about Built Bar. That's right, Built Bar. Sorry, my, my throat is so shot. I was at Breslin tonight, and, um, yeah, I, I don't really have much voice left after this. Uh, these next two segments, but we're going to give it a shot here. Built Bar, carry me through because uh, you already carry me through a lot of workouts. You carry me throughout my days, and you do it with your great-tasting bars and your just (laughs) a sensational amount of protein that you give in these wonderful, wonderful, chewy, 100% real chocolate-wrapped bars. And we ain't just talking about the bars either. We're talking about the Built Puffs, guys. If you haven't had Built Puffs, treat yourself right now. Go on Built.com. Go check out all the flavors they have. They're hitting you with uh, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. So good. So good. They are the first and best protein-infused marshmallow, and still wrapped in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, just 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 whopping grams of protein. And if uh, the whole marshmallow scene isn't for you, well, just go and try the the, the classic mint brownie, the classic coconut, the classic coconut almond, some cookies and cream. Go check out all the flavors on Built.com and smash in promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. One more time, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com to score your built Bars. Hey gang, before uh, we get into all your takes and predictions, it's Super Week brought to you by Get Upside, and there's no better place to get coverage of the big game than the Locked on NFL podcast. Locked on Bengals and Locked on Rams are in LA all week covering the big game, so go check them out. Alright, so it's time to chop it up about your takes, your predictions, and whatnot. And I just gotta say, uh, and this comes from uh, right after the game, I just tweeted out, hey, let's make this cathartic. I know that all you beautiful people have some thoughts on not just this game, but what's been going on so far this season. So I tweet that out, and uh, you guys are just the best. Because, you know, you guys come up with uh, dozens of reactions for me. But also, I just love the range that Spartan Nation has because I've gotten takes from uh, this is just the normal slump that Michigan State has every every February, no need to worry, all the way to, uh, this is from Glenn, uh, MSU loses out and misses the NCAA tournament and loses to Memphis in the NIT. And then I scroll down a little bit further and Scott hits us with, remember this when we are up 30 on Purdue. So yes, we are all over the place from saying that, fear not, This is still going to be a great team come March Madness, all the way to, yeah, no, this isn't going to be a team that's good, not just March Madness, but not even a team that's good in the NIT. So, we have got some range. Spartan Nation is going through it. I'm not here to judge anyone either. Lore knows that I go through it all the time. I wasn't too happy after today's game. Um, who... Boy, ah, so let's just dissect one of the biggest things right now. And this comes from Rahul. Thank you for setting this one up, Rahul. Point guard play is getting worse, which is frustrating. Need to get Walker to be that score first point guard substitution pattern is horrendous. It needs to change. We are, okay, and, and now he's done writing. This is just me talking. We have got to enter the point guard dialogue right now. And I've been talking up and down all season, and I'm, Very sorry if I've led any of you astray here. That the point guard position uh, is a step up from last year. And we've talked about this time to time, too, is that that's not really saying a lot. Because the the bar was, like I coined it yesterday or two days ago, I lose count of my days. That bar was merely just a, a piece of tape on the floor that you had to step over. Last year's point guard play was disastrous. And now you get Tyson Walker who is a all-Colonial Athletic Association player from Northeastern, uh, solid point guard, by all means, a, a good pickup. And, okay, Rocky start to the season for him. And then, okay, oh, hey, well, my goodness, it's December. He seems to be picking it up. He's playing with confidence. And, okay, it's time to have the Tyson Walker conversation because the last few weeks have been terrible. I'll, I'm just going to put it bluntly. It, it's, it's been not good. Um. Go back to his game log. Go to this game. I, any way you want to slice it, yeah, uh, looks like, um, <laughs> I don't want to overstep and sound like shock jock radio or anything like that, but uh, it, it's looking like this is a little too big for Tyson, doesn't it? it? It looks like this whole playing in the Big Ten and playing for a top tier team in the Big Ten thing might be a little overwhelming for one Tyson Walker. And go ahead, look at stats, that's fine, you could do that, but I, just looking at the way he plays the game, just passing up open shots, driving it instead into oncoming traffic time and time and time again. It has been a interesting season to say the least, as ESPN plays an autoplay video in the background. God, why didn't I mute my laptop? Anyway, Tyson's not the only one struggling, apparently I'm struggling right now, but it is interesting to see a guy that has a pretty good, a pretty good three point percentage for his career, just outright refusing to take these three pointers. Um, just not a lot of confidence out there. And of course, there's another point guard that we gotta talk about. It's AJ Hogard. And of course, I'm gonna be saying one more time what I've been saying throughout the entire season. AJ does not have average games. AJ either plays his A plus game, like he did against Michigan, like he did to start the season against Kansas. Or he has a game where you're just questioning how on earth did he find his way onto a team like Michigan State because, oh my God, it's a disaster. It's not been good. Point guard play has not been good. Uh, But yet, it's still better than last year. But, oh my goodness, that's not going to be good enough. And that's why Michigan State has gone from a team that is, okay, looking pretty good for the Big Ten title too. Oh boy, howdy, G. willikers. We don't really have anything to look forward to as far as point guard play goes and plenty of you had some uh, takes on just the NCAA tournament and uh, Brian Lowry also um, puts this pretty nice Uh, 21 season bounce in the second round point guard play is killing us just like we talked about of course that's why we run 15 seconds of weave every possession senior leadership not there Um, The senior leadership part, sure, that's fine, and Gabe Brown took uh, full responsibility for that after the game, saying that he is to blame for the energy not being there, but okay, we're we're almost nearing mid-February now. It's been time and time again where both uh, Malik Hall and Gabe Brown, they'll have good games. Again, never at the same time, which is puzzling. I, you'd think eventually they would start clicking at the same time. You know, Malik Hall, good game for him tonight. Gabe Brown, not so much. Last game, Gabe Brown, hey, awesome game. Malik Hall, eh, not so much. You could just flip flop that throughout the season. So let's dissect that 20 win season part because a lot, you know, just like uh, just some dude on Twitter says, uh, team is well on its way to an eight seed and a first weekend exit. So let's actually take a look at that, right? Right now, Michigan State, as uh, as Bart Torvich projects, on the five line right now. And that's where we started the season, right? Michigan State, not in the AP preseason top 25, but they were the next team out. So they were the 26th team out. So just using that math, you know, okay, 26 divided by four. That's going to net you somewhere out. Anywhere from like the five seed to the six seed to the seven seed. So we're bunched up in that again. Wasn't that fun to start the season when we were like, oh, hey, we're on the two line, or maybe the three line, but no, it's it's becoming clear that as Michigan State gets into the meat of their schedule, no, we're going to be looking at the five line, the six line, and uh, yeah, as easy as Michigan State, or not as easy, but as likely as Michigan State can jump back up to the four line, to the three line, uh, they have just the same likelihood as they are to bounce back to that seven line, to that eight line, and things start to get a little hairy. Right now, Michigan State is sitting at a cool 17-6 and six overall. They have eight games left on their schedule. And this isn't a perfect science, but it is a good look-ahead that Bart Torvik uh, has Michigan State favored in three more of those games this season. Yes, Michigan State right now, not by a lot. Like, I mean, all these are razor-thin margins for predictions from Bart Torvik. They have us... Uh, losing that home game against Illinois just by one point they have Iowa favored by four points as we take the road there later this month Uh, they have Purdue beating us by four points at home later this month and then we hit the road against Michigan they have us losing that by four points and then we hit the road against Ohio State again they have us losing that by four points as well okay that leaves us a one-point win against Indiana this weekend a two-point win at Penn State next week and then The other win comes Senior Day against Maryland and Michigan State. They have us projected to win that by nine. A lot of these are close games. So if you take what Bart Torvik is giving us, three wins the rest of the way, that puts us at a 20-11 and record. Okay, fear not. This is not an NIT team, but yes, we are very close uh, to that seven line now. A lot closer than we were than uh, what a week and a half ago, where it was all fun and games. We were thinking, oh, three line or four line. So that's the fact of the matter. We got a lot of takes. Uh, we'll get to them later this week. But yeah, we just had to hit both of those—the the point guard conversation—and now, okay, let, let's start looking to March because that Big Ten title that's out the window. We are going to uh, cleanse ourselves of all basketball talk. We're, we're going to switch up the football here in a hot second because hey. Michigan State uh, not just picked up a quarterback from the great state of Texas, but also, well, jumped a little bit higher in those national rankings. So we'll talk about that in a quick minute. But first, need to talk to you fine folks about betonline.net. Woo! running out of breath there, running out of voice, but we're going to power through, baby, because we keep chopping on the Locked on Spartans podcast. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, Football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game coming up this Sunday. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on uh, pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live, real-time updates of current games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season at BetOnline, where the game starts. It's time to get into a little bit of football to end this show. And yes, on Monday evening, Bo Edmondson, quarterback out of Lake Travis, Texas, committed to your Michigan State Spartans. Thank goodness we are starting to get a little dry on the commitment news. It was five whole days uh, between Bo's commitment and the commitments of Andrew DePape and Jonathan Slack. This now makes the 2023 class a five-man class And there's also something else fun associated with the number five here, if I can make that parallel. It's that Michigan State, your Spartans, now have the number five ranked recruiting class, not in the Big Ten, nope, not not in like the Midwest, not in the east side of the Mississippi River, no. They have the number five ranked class in the country right now. Again, there's a lot of time left to go. Like, there's only five commitments, you know. We're we're probably going to add at least 15 more. But right now as it stands, oh my, oh my, Mel Tucker and the boys are in the top five nationally. Uh, seems to be a pretty good start if you want to net out at a top 10 overall recruiting class. So, let's learn about this Bo fella, shall we? So, Bo Edmondson comes in as a three-star, but a highly rated three-star, a .8689, And if you want some more context on top of that, 24-7 Sports Composite has him as the number 433rd ranked uh, prospect in the country of any position, so you're getting a top 500 kid right here. As far as quarterbacks, he is rated as the number 21 quarterback prospect, and in the state of Texas, which, I don't know if you knew this or not, they like to play football down there, he is the 70. First-rated recruit in Texas right now. So, I, honestly, if if you're top 100 in the state of Texas, that's that's fine in my book. That's that's all fun and well. So, uh, a little bit about Bo and his game. Six foot three, 195 pounds, and he's got an arm. Yeah, uh, he slings the rock. Uh, he's got a nice little highlight film. It's it's on his huddle page, and of course, you know the the highlight tapes only show the good stuff. You know, you're not gonna show yourself throwing a pick six or anything on there but you get the full package of what he can do he can fit the ball in the tight windows downfield he's got some pretty good velocity it looks like on his passes a quick release and just like you know i started this description off he can air out the ball he's got a pretty big arm on that six foot three frame of his so yes old gung slinger Bo edmondson commits to michigan state now this is uh the fun part here. Well, okay, it's it's all fun, but this is uh, a unique wrinkle here because Michigan State, they'll get kids down south everything like that, but whew, it's different when you get a kid from down south that plays at a powerhouse like, like Travis. Uh, they are one of the perennial powers in Texas football. Uh, Baker Mayfield played there. Garrett Gilbert, if you remember him, he played there as well, and now... Bo Edmondson is next up. He had a strong junior season, leading Lake Travis to a 12-2 and season. Or, I'm sorry, 12-3 and season, rather. And his numbers were this. A 62% completion percentage, 38 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. And this isn't against, you know, like a Division 5 team in Michigan, if you will. Texas 6A football is the largest division you could possibly get into. And that's where Lake Travis plays. So he's putting up these numbers against some pretty, pretty stout competition. This is the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse down there that he's airing the ball out against. So, now what? Uh, is this it for quarterbacks? Probably. It, 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 it probably is because I know the, what's on top of everyone's mind when it comes to quarterbacks in the 2023 class. We all gravitate, myself too, to Dante Moore out of Detroit, the five-star quarterback out of Detroit and now I'm sure that you're thinking uh does this mean that no more does this mean that we are giving up on more I wouldn't say necessarily that we're giving up on Dante Moore or you know an unnamed quarterback that just doesn't come to my mind right now because if there's one thing that we've learned about Mel Tucker and his ways is that well if, if there's a next best available option on the shelf we're gonna go ahead and take them Hey, Michigan State started this transfer portal season with a four-star running back in Jalen Berger. Was that good enough? Nope. Sure wasn't. As they got Jarek Broussard out of Colorado as well. We're always looking to upgrade at Michigan State in the Mel Tucker era. So right now, and I'm not saying Bo Edmondson is some like kid you throw on the back burner and you're like, oh, okay, this is a Plan C guy. But because again, he's a top 500 recruit here. I mean, he's he's just outside of the top 20 rated quarterback pros, prospects. This is, a, this is a good commit. Good enough to put Michigan State in the top five nationally. No doubt about it. But yes, if Dante Moore just wants to come on down to East Lansing, I I, I think the staff still takes him. Now, I also think it's far from a given that Dante Moore is going to come to Michigan State. Yes, he tweeted out, hashtag go green, after his high school teammate Jonathan Slack committed. But there's a lot of schools after this kid, right? I mean, Miami was hot on his track. Michigan's been hot on his track. And what's interesting there... Is that yeah, Josh Gaddis, offensive coordinator at Michigan, who's been in constant contact with Dante Moore, goes down to Miami, another school that Dante Moore is probably looking at. So you're looking at places like that. I, I I'm not gonna name all the schools that are interested in Dante Moore because I'll just end up naming every school in Division I football, probably, right? So that's where it stands right now. Michigan State has a very, very solid prospect in locked in for the 2023 class. I don't necessarily think that this is it for quarterback recruiting, or at least trying to get a guy like Dante Moore, if you will. So, I'm happy about it, thrilled about it. I mean, if if it's Bo Edmondson being the quarterback of this class, that that's an overall win in my book. And of course, am I saying that knowing that Kaden Hauser is in front of him? Yeah, sure I am. Of course, I feel pretty good about the quarterback future at Michigan State just because. Maybe like you, I'm sky high on Kaden Hauser and him being just one year ahead of Bo Edmondson. That's yeah, okay. I, yeah, I'm 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 feeling quite peachy about how things are going in East Lansing right now in the quarterback room. So that's where we net out on all of that. Um, yeah, guys. So that's it. Hmm, that was fun. Uh, well, thank you so much for listening, guys, to another edition of Lockdown Spartans tomorrow. We're going to have some fun. Uh, we're going to have Connor Muldowney of SpartanAvenue.com, and we're going to play a little bit of a game where I give him a hypothetical situation that he can accept, but they all come with caveats. Like, for example, Michigan State basketball wins the Big Ten tournament, but Michigan also makes the NCAA tournament. Do you take that trade, yes or no? Just a bunch of stuff like that. If you have any examples like that that you want to read off for me and Connor to answer, Locked on Spartans at gmail.com is the place to hit us up. We're gonna have a lot of fun on tomorrow's show before getting into Friday's show, which is yeah, that, oh, another basketball game to talk about. We will be talking with the fine folks at Locked On Hoosiers to preview this weekend's game and. Who knows, maybe get into some Super Bowl prop bets courtesy of betonline.net. So stay tuned for that. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to Locked on Spartans and making us your first listen every single day. Now go make Locked on Bets your second listen. That's right, Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, free and available on all platforms. All right, guys, go green. See you.